All righty. Uh, hello and welcome back to episode three of Opening Up the Tent podcast. Uh, Father Craig, we want to say hello to everybody. How you doing? Great, uh, great to be back, Jimmy. Thanks for doing this, man. We're on a roll. Uh, these are fun. So yeah. uh, it's uh, Father Craig Holloway's podcast, uh, Mary Queen of Peace uh, Catholic Parish in Webster Groves, Missouri, and I will be your host, uh, Jimmy Vreeland. And Father Craig, we get to talk about two of ours most favorite subjects. I love this concept. I think it's yeah. phenomenal. I don't know how everybody doesn't know about it. I don't know why I I figured it out when I was 40. Uh, <laughs> right. It would have been awesome right. if I had knew about it at 18. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm with you. And I didn't learn about it until, uh, you know, we, we started with the Axe Formation and um, you recommended a great book uh, by Joseph Campbell, an old school old school philosopher uh called a man with a thousand faces huh it's the the yeah. hero's journey the hero's journey and so you yeah do you want to kind of tell the audience what uh about that book hero with a thousand faces what it's all about yeah so um joseph campbell was um a mid 20th century uh sort of uh, member of the uh, academia um, and I think a psychologist by trade, if I'm not uh, if I'm not mistaken. And um, basically, he studied um, sort of literature and um, drama and what we would include now as sort of being, you know, uh, movies, cinematography, and uh, basically came up with this theory, this literary theory. Uh, called the hero's journey, and um, basically, if you look across works of literature, uh, drama, movies in the modern era, they all sort of follow this pattern of what he calls the hero's journey. And so, someone is uh, called to adventure; um, they refuse to go on that adventure. They receive assistance, a mentor, a, a mentor, a mentor. Um, it could be, uh, and and that mentor has uh, a wisdom and a courage. That so, Father the, Craig, when it, whenever I talk about like the hero's journey, and I get all excited about it, yeah, I'm trying. So you're we're walking through the stages of the hero's journey. Yeah. I kind of always use uh, Lord of the Rings for people That's a, to. To understand that, that that that's a great uh, Star Wars, yeah. Uh, Luke Skywalker. That's another. Uh, that's another good one. Um, gosh, let's so see. As you go through the this, like you said, you hear a call to adventure. Mm -hmm. You know, you, Bilbo. I for I'm in the movie. Bilbo, like you know, he sees that he has to go. Wasn't the ring like calling to him that he had to go on this it, adventure? Exactly right. And then, of course, right. he didn't want to leave the Shire. And then um, what's the magician? Not the magician. What's the wizard's uh, name? Gandalf. Then Gandalf shows up. And so he's got right. like his mentor. And then the next stage is they cross the threshold. There's a big dramatic scene uh, where they uh, leave the Shire. Right. And then, boom, uh, they go straight <laughs> into the road of trials. Uh, those four horsemen are off chasing them. Then they meet the elf. They meet the uh, there are the other heroes in the story, but right. uh, so road of trials, and then they meet the absolute like lowest part of the cycle, which is in the abyss. Right. And right. there's go ahead. Keep going. No, keep going. And then at that at every Lord of the Rings movie, there's like this huge battle, like this yeah. huge massive fight. So there's always an abyss. Right. And then right. if you could able to survive and get through that abyss, there's a metamorphosis. So there's a change, mm -hmm. a change, right? And then the hero, because they have gone through the abyss and experienced the change, they generally learn a lesson. And that lesson is called the boon, right? And right. then the heroes, it's, you're not a hero. Let's say you just go to the abyss, you change, you learn the boon, but you're not a hero until you return back to the tribe or the Shire and share yeah. the boon. Right. 
Exactly. That's a, that's a great summary. And, and just to add one element to that, you know, you have uh, Smeagol, who is constantly with Bilbo and is is constantly antagonizing and trying to discourage and steal the ring. Right. And so Smeagol sort of represents um, the sort of natural weakness or the sort of the natural hesitancy all of us have, you know, another great example, a modern, another modern example would be Indiana Jones and the, uh, and the temple of doom. Remember Uh that, right? So, you know, here the movie starts with, you know, this village being totally decimated and then, you know, uh, 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 Indiana Jones, uh, going to the temple and being seduced by the cult and, 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 and then, you know, this, this, this moment of, of conversion, you know, his, his, his conscience, which is sort of represented by a uh, short round, his little uh-huh. assistant, you know, and then uh, he snaps out of it, you know, and he, he gets his bravery back and he defeats, he defeats the, uh, the, the overlord and, 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 and gets the stone. And, and the final scene of the movie is they go back to the same village and, and everything is green and, and, and vibrant. And so this, this, and of course, Indiana Jones is the hero, right? He, he conquered his own, his, own, uh, he was seduced by, by that cult, you know, and, and he had the opportunity to stay there. That was his abyss. Yep. And he was saved by short round and, 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 and then got the stone, the boon, took the boon home and he was no longer a soldier of fortune and glory, as he liked to say, you know, he sort of, rediscovered his his humanity his empathy his his and that was represented by the love that he had for those children huh he yep. saved the children yep. so anyways yeah a lot lots of examples the divine comedy um well that's the great well, here when i read uh the joseph campbell book it was i actually listened to it because it's very long oh it's but, dense dude yeah yeah but it's the amazing thing is he looks at he looks at from the ancient Chinese legends, ancient oh, Greek yeah. legends. He looks at like 5,000 years of human stories to the distill Odyssey. out that pattern. Yeah. Yeah. The Odyssey, Homer's Odyssey falls into that. Um, Saving Private Ryan. Well, you know, I mean, I, yeah, there's a, a book. I forget who taught me this, but if you want to be a screenwriter in LA, you have to read a book called The Heroes Two, The Heroes Two Journeys. Yeah. And it's um it's if you're interested, it's on uh Amazon as an audiobook. But mm-hmm. I remember lit so I got I went really deep down this rabbit hole a couple years ago. <laughs> and they make a great point in the screenwriter thing. And it's like, why does there have to be a road of what what happens if there's a movie with no road of trials and no abyss? Pretty boring. Nobody cares. Nobody, <laughs> yeah, nobody cares, right? So it's like a it's a pre- it's a prerequisite for any interesting story is you have to have an abyss. And it, um, that was like mind bending for me mm-hmm. because we all wake up and I personally wake up and I'm just like, you know, quite frankly, I just want straight line success. Like, <laughs> 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 the path of least resistance. Yeah. And I, I want everything to work out in a linear fashion, exactly the way I want it. Yeah. But, and before I understood this concept, when that didn't happen, I would feel like I failed and I would feel ashamed and embarrassed. Right. Uh, Right. I I really got turned on to this um, book, to this concept by Ray Dalio. He he wrote a book called Principles. Oh yeah, the isn't he like a finance guy, like a a a, a business guy, a hedge fund guy, or something like that? Yeah, he owned uh, Bridgewater. It's the biggest like hedge fund on earth. Yeah, yeah. It's a fascinating book. But so biggest hedge fund guy on earth, he went broke in the eighties. Yeah, like bankrupt. And he talks yeah. about in this book, and he just said, "Hey, I had to go through to become the guy who could run Bridgewater." I had to go through my own abyss. Right. And then right. I then I, I just started looking around. And I'm like, wait a minute. These failures and these abysses, these aren't something to be afraid of or ashamed of. Like, if you want to do something heroic, it's like 
you have to go through this. Yeah. Well, they, they uh, people who are addicted uh, go through this, right? The, the 12 steps, right? So, you know, alcoholics or drug addicts or people who are addicted to whatever they're addicted to, um, they, they go through this and, and, and the abyss for them is, is rock bottom, right? Rock yeah. bottom. So they, 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 and then when they, when they hit rock bottom, then they realize that their hero's journey or, or, and their life up to that point has been headed in the wrong direction. And so they get to the bottom of this they get to the bottom of the abyss and and they encounter their own powerlessness and their absolute dependence on a higher power and it is then through the rest of the the, the 12 steps that they are able then to undergo this metamorphosis and 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 return to sobriety um romantic comedy movies work this way right um uh, Ever light. you can't be a screenwriter yeah. without yeah and, and then the other thing when I started thinking about this I'm like so I'll go like my late my fa- most favorite movie in the last twelve months is definitely Maverick oh the Top Gun uh, movie yeah did you the see Top that Gun sequel um, yes I did but like it that I'm not gonna get into why it's so awesome it, <laughs> bottom line it's awesome right. And it, it's like it dances on that edge between cheesiness and then still like I can suspend disbelief and be- yeah. and and yeah. so anyway, but yes, this this pattern is definitely definitely in there. Yeah, it, 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 resi- it go ahead, Jim. But I, I spent I took me and the kids and Susie, so you know we spent seventy bucks to go watch <laughs> Tom Cruise go through this pattern, right? Wait, seventy? You didn't buy like milk duds and Twizzlers for everybody? Cheap skate. I don't, I don't I don't count that money. <laughs> Susie Susie sneaks that stuff in in her purse. <laughs> there you go. Right on. It's uh, like a progressive commercial. Okay, go ahead. What right. are you gonna say? But I'm like, wait a minute. I'm like, I'm getting called to adventures all the time. I got mm-hmm. ruined to trials all the time. I'm failing and sitting in abysses all the time. Like right. I hopefully I'm changing and learning from the punches in the face, hopefully. And then hopefully I get to teach my kids all those lessons. Right. So I was, and so, so you go to something like top gun or you watch a movie or you read a book that, that has this pattern. And the reason it's so darn, um, the, the reason it's so darn appealing is that it resonates in all of us because it's true true it's with life. a capital t it's life it's life and true with a capital l and a capital t so while maverick might be while, while top gun maverick might be made up and while while um uh, uh lord of the rings uh might be pure fantasy albeit brilliant fantasy the reason it's so darn appealing is because it's real and true and it resonates inside of us yeah, and, and that's like, why people spend seventy bucks to go watch Top Gun Maverick, and why why uh, uh, Lord of the Rings has has been you know on the bestseller list of the New York Times for however long it's been there, long time. Yeah, and and so I I just started saying to myself, I'm like, wait a minute, I'm messing up all the time. Like I'm yeah. falling face first into abysses all the time, and I get that for free. I don't even. <laughs> I don't have to pay 70 bucks to, to, to right. walk into some type of uh, bad decision. Right. So I, so I started, I was able to uh, stop whining on several, several things that bothered me yeah. because I, I was just like, look, this is just a call to adventure. This is just a road to trial. This is just an abyss. And I'm just yeah. going to be entertained by it. Like I would be entertained by somebody's movie. Yeah. Yeah. And it was, it led to, you know, you and I, you know, in our spiritual counseling sessions, you talk a lot about a need to detach. Yeah. But this, you know, that concept alone helped me detach a lot. Yeah. 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 It, it, it you know, it, it resonates too, um, because ultimately it's spiritual. 
And then, you know, they say this just to circle back just real quick to the, the point I was making earlier about addiction, you know, ultimately while addiction takes hold biologically and neurochemically, ultimately addiction is a spiritual problem. And, and, and that's why the first step is to recognize that you're powerless over it and that you need supernatural help. And so this, this call to adventure, it resonates because ultimately it's a spiritual, it, 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 it's, it's spiritual and we all experience it. And for us Catholic Christians, the hero's journey is given to us first at our baptism Secondly, when we're well, confirmed. can you back up? Sorry, yeah. can you back up? Yeah. So, which stage of the cycle is baptism? So, is that uh, the call to adventure? That's the call to adventure. And if you want to get technical, if you want to get technical, let's say that the call to adventure is when you're confirmed into the church, when you receive the sacrament of confirmation. And here's why I say that we're given our identity as beloved sons and daughters to God the Father when we're baptized. And we're given an initial outpouring of the gifts of the Spirit to sort of guide us and nourish us. Then when we are fully initiated into the church and we have um, that invitation to be active members of God's holy church, what also comes with that is an invitation to intentional discipleship. And as an adult with reason and agency, personal responsibility, it's then that we have direct control over our own journey. And so Jesus says, follow me. And then we have the opportunity to respond. That's when the adventure begins. And then secondly, it is sort of renewed. Whoa, sorry. We don't do that. <laughs> I'm <Did> I get... <laughs> all, right, all right, all right. I'll be quiet for a Say minute. that one more time, please. Okay, I hope so... somebody listening to this podcast had the same reaction. You can't say what you just said and then just keep blasting away. Uh, right, we got to right. chew on that for a second. All right. Let me, all right. I'll, I'll repeat it. I'll repeat it. Here we go. You ready? When we're baptized, we're given our vocation as the beloved son and daughter to God the Father, and we're given an initial outpouring of the Spirit to, to nourish and sustain us in our childhood. Then, whenever we receive the sacrament of confirmation and we are initiated fully into the church and we become intentional disciples, and Jesus says to you and I, he says, Craig Thomas... Jimmy V, follow me. We have the choice to respond to him. Oh, wait, that's the, that's the call to adventure. That's the call to adventure. Now the adventure begins. So, okay. And so it happens officially at confirmation, right? Yeah, let's say that. Let's say that it happens okay. officially at confirmation. Let's use that language. Keep going. Okay, can I talk? As the as the lay, twenty layperson twenty twenty three, yeah, yeah. What'd you say the other day? The the meathead, the meathead yeah. Catholic. <laughs> yeah, this isn't going to be so meatheady Catholic. Oh yeah, you know what? I'm just going to go there. Like, go. Why isn't the church selling it this way? And, yeah, yeah. So, like, especially as I see it, like, you know, when I was eighteen, I was told to go to church, so I didn't make my grandma mad. Yeah. I wasn't sold like, hey, the greatest adventure you could ever have is following Jesus. Yeah. And like, look, when I was 18, I was very impressionable. Like the army showed me a few videos of jumping out of planes and doing cool stuff. Right. Look what I was willing to do for that. Right. Right. I didn't get that. And so right. uh, what I'm saying is we got to be selling us in this day and age. We got to be selling. I think there's something. Uh, Interesting biological inside of 
young people where if they're at that 16 to 18, really 14 to 18 year age, yeah, like they're looking for an adventure. They're yeah. finding it in some pretty crappy places right now. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But when uh, you, this might be psychological or biological, like whatever. But there's something when you're young, you're looking for an adventure. That's right. And to open up the tent, if you were to open up the tent with, hey, get in here yeah. and chase your hero's journey. Yeah. Like, I think we'd have more younger people in the tent. So I think maybe we could be failing them at this juncture. I, I couldn't agree more with you. Uh, what I'm about to say might be controversial, uh, but so be it. You know, for a long time, we just sort of created this assembly line of initiation into the church, right? Infants are baptized. Second graders receive their first communion. Eighth graders get confirmed and then they graduate and then they move on to high school and we never see them again, right? And there's no rite of passage. There's no rite of passage. It's simply some sort of formality, albeit ritualistic and 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 albeit um sort of rooted in in something mystical and spiritual, but we've lost that. We and I don't know where we lost that. I don't know how we lost that. I yeah, because like we have confirmation, like the attitude from a fourteen year old is generally, I'm going to do this so I don't make my parents angry, and, and I have to do this so I can graduate. Right? Yeah. This, this, this is what we do. In what April. if we? What if we did it this way? Hey, you can't do this. Uh, you know that that right? And then you know as much. You got to do, do X X Y and Z. You got to do X, Y, and Z. When you, like you show it to him, like no, eh, not this isn't for you. You don't want this, right? Right? Yeah, and 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 you know as well as I do that the way to, especially for teenagers, to draw out of them their potential and capacity is to tell them that they can't do something. I'm 40 I saw years this, old I, and you tell me to do that. It'll piss me off. And yeah. I'll figure out a way to do it. Right. Amen. You know, and, and yeah, I saw this great, somebody sent me this great video the other day. It was of this, uh, this grandpa who was telling this story and um, it, it's really great. He goes, um, he goes, um, we, we, we've forgotten how to parent correctly. So he tells this story. Ready? Here we go. He says his grandson comes up to him and his toy is broken. And, and, and the, the, the boy says, uh, grandpa, my toy is broken. And the grandpa takes the toy and he throws it into the garbage and the little boy cries. And the little boy says, grandpa, why did you do that? And he goes, the toy is broken. And it, and, 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 and unless you can fix it, it's broken. The little boy goes over to the trash can, takes the toy out of the trash can and figures out how to put the wheel back on the axle and, and he fixes his own toy. And the grandfather says that was the lesson, right? The, it wasn't about the grandpa's um, lack of sympathy or empathy. It was about the grandpa teaching his grandson how to fix problems, how to learn, how to grow. And so this, this, this process of celebrating the sacraments of initiation as though it's on some kind of, of assembly line has done us no good. We, 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 we lack intentional disciples. Yeah. And we so, do it time and grade. It's like, exactly, yeah. exactly right. And so what, what we need to rediscover is not only intentional discipleship, but the great adventure that God calls his beloved sons and daughters to follow Jesus Christ through the great adventure that is not only life, but also the journey of discipleship that leads to heaven. And, 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 and the reason why something like the Odyssey or uh, uh, Saving Private Ryan or um, uh, Lord of the Rings, again, resonates in us is because it's based in real life. And 
our vocations and our Would you say it's part of the human DNA? Oh, absolutely. I like, mean, does it, it go back to what we talked about last week with St. Augustine? It, absolutely. Absolutely it does. And 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 while you might not be able to to sort of find like the God gene, you know, that that psychologist and, and scientist are always talking about. Um, while you might not be able to find it biologically, we know it exists because for the entirety of human civilization, we have struggled with things that are beyond us. We have always struggled and tried to understand things that can't be measured scientifically or mathematically or biologically. And so something like the hero's journey is is woven into the very fabric of what it means to not only be human, but for us Catholic Christians, what it means to be disciples of Jesus Christ. And so we then approach life and we approach the call to follow Jesus in a life of holiness as an adventure. And we, we, we've got to do a better job of preaching that and, and teaching that and selling that and then selling that and empowering people to make the hero's journey. Right. Um, no, no uh, the one of one of the um one of the uh, uh parts of of the hero hero's journey in detail is that the reason they get a mentor or a spiritual guide is that the mentor and the spiritual guide increases their capacity to make the hero's journey so uh, in other words, uh, Obi no, not Obi Wan. Uh, who's the little guy in Star Wars? Uh, Yoda. 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 Yoda is 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 uh, Luke Skywalker's uh, guy mentor, right? And and what does Yoda help Luke Skywalker discover? The Force within him, right? And so that mentor for all of us is Jesus Christ, and the saints in union with him that show us. Oh, and not to put you on the spot, but also your local parish priest and pastor. There's all kinds. Amen. Amen. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. Right. Yeah. A a you know, anybody who is a Christ figure, anybody who is walking the hero's journey. So long as we're all, I preached about this a couple weekends ago, as long as we're following the true Jesus Christ, the Jesus Christ revealed in the word of God, the logos, so long as we're following him and the saints in communion with him, priests, other lay people, holy people who are in communion with Christ, they are the ones that we, that accompany us, our spouses, those are the ones that accompany us as we make the hero's journey. And so in one way, discipleship, deciding to follow Jesus is crossing the threshold. You're no longer following something else, a blind guide, as Jesus calls the Pharisees in one of the gospels. Once we follow Jesus, we have to be all in, and that's crossing the threshold. And then, of course, Jesus says time and time again, if you follow me, there's going to be crosses and obstacles. No, and I thought I thought once you say... <laughs> the linear... I, yeah, I thought once you say you're saved, you're in. And oh, it's yeah. Like, it's, yeah. Bliss, it's blissful nirvana existence Prosperity. until we die and go to heaven. Yeah. Prosperity out the wazoo. Yeah. I give my life to Jesus. And now, you know, yeah, it's all, it's all gravy. It's all, uh, uh, rainbows and, and, and puppy dogs. And, but that's, and, that's essentially why you can't treat Christianity, Christianity or Catholicism as like a ancient self-help mechanism. True. True. Because if you're constantly, looking for self-help, then like you said, 
you you would be making linear progression with no setbacks, right? Yeah. It, it would always be two steps forward and never one step back, or it would be one step forward and never two steps back. But that's but not you, how- there'd be there'd be no metamorphosis. You wouldn't need it. Yeah, you wouldn't, you wouldn't need the metamorphosis, right? You wouldn't need to change, right? That's the problem with I'm okay, you're okay. You're special. No, you're, you're special. No, you're not. We're not. We're not okay. If if we were okay, we would be living in a virtual. Well, no, it wouldn't be virtual. It would be real utopia. We would all get along there, right? There'd be, it, it would be perfect, right? It would be the utopia. It would be the city of God that, that Augustine talks about. But the reality is, is that we're not okay. Why? Because there's brokenness all around us and there's brokenness inside of us. But isn't also, yeah, there's brokenness, but there's also God wants so much more. Like there's and, a higher and- plane. That's right. And you can only, we only get there. We only get there through the way of the cross. The only way to get to the metamorphosis is to go through the road of trials, to go to the abyss. And on Good Friday, when all seems lost and he breathes his last and the temple is torn in two and there's darkness that covers the face of the earth. It is only on Sunday morning when the metamorphosis occurs, but you can't have Easter Sunday. You can't have a metamorphosis if there's no, if there's nothing to metamorphosize from. I hope that's a word, metamorphosize. I think that's a word. Yeah. You know, so, and Jesus talks about this ad nauseum in the gospel, and it ranges from everything from physical trials to familial discord, right? Jesus says, I've come to cause division, um, to physical pain, um, being hauled before governors and kings and being tortured. St. Paul experiences shipwreck and and, and stonings and uh, um, lashings, uh, and, lashings and imprisonment, right? The list goes on and on. And so this is all very real. But for all of us Catholic Christians, Jesus promises and he demonstrates through the resurrection that while there is a road of trials and an abyss, there is also metamorphosis and the boon. And the only way to get to the boon is through the abyss. And we know this to be true. We know this to be true. So can you say... I'm just, I'm running through. Can you say the life of Christ is the ultimate hero's journey? Absolutely. So like, Absolutely. let's check, let's check the stages. Go. What was his call to adventure? Uh, the call to adventure would have been his um, baptism. Well, depending on what gospel. So let's just choose a gospel. His baptism in the Jordan by John. And then God the Father calling him his beloved son. And then shortly thereafter, in Matthew's gospel, he begins his public ministry. He starts teaching and preaching and healing the sick. So, and then, so wedding at Cana is kind of when he crossed the threshold. Let's do John's gospel. He crosses the threshold. Perfect. Public, public manifestation of who he is. Amen. So then three years of preaching, which is a road to the trials, like the Pharisees messing with them, trying to trip them up, play their games. That's the other thing about. uh, Hang on. uh, Just one more by road of trials. Um, Jesus is rejected. He's rejected by even his people in his own town. His family calls him crazy in Mark's gospel. The people in, uh, I forget what town, they lead him to the cliff and they try to throw him off. Yep. So if you read, yeah, when I read Gospel of John, I was fascinated. Like in John's Gospel, he just starts getting after people. Like, Oh, yeah. He doesn't waste any time, huh? Yeah. And then they start getting after, like, it's like chapter three and they wanted to kill him. So right. <laughs> right. Yeah. 
Yeah. And, and then, but isn't it interesting though, that the, you know, when, when he gets after the Pharisees in chapter three, um, Nicodemus comes to him under the cover of night. Remember that it's, it, it's, it's nighttime and Nicodemus yeah. sneaks into Jesus. Why? Because Nicodemus heard the hero's journey. And yeah, so as he's on his hero's journey and road to trials, he's calling Peter, he's calling Yep, all keep the going. apostles, all the disciples to go on his, on their call to adventure, their hero's journey. Exactly. Exactly. And, and so then Jesus's road of trials ends. Well, he goes through the ultimate road of trial during the passion. And exactly. Like, uh, uh, symbolically too, you know, in in the garden of Gethsemane, but when... like he was the absolute worst because he was known yeah. as a good man and he was told he was the worst of humanity. Like he exactly. was lied about false charges. You can't right. imagine a, a worst, uh, a worst way to go. Exactly. Yeah. Not to mention the absolutely humiliating uh, display of the crucifixion. Right. Right. So the ultimate abyss it is uh, the hanging from a cross. Exactly. Exactly. And, so, and then he metamorphosizes. He defeats death. Yeah. And then he comes back and shares the boon uh, right. at Emmaus. Yep. At yeah. the 40 days. Yeah. Yeah. That, that, that's uh yeah, and there are several. Yeah, that's that's a great way to put it too. You know, so yeah, so on Easter Sunday, you know, he he, he the resurrection from the dead. Um, so his resurrection is his boon, but then he shares that with his mother. He shares that with Mary Magdalene. He shares that with Peter. He shares that with the disciples when they arrive at Emmaus. He shares it again with with all of them when they're gathered in the upper room. And then 50 days later, he shares it permanently with the sending of the Holy Spirit at Pentecost, which to put this into a perfect little package, we celebrate when we celebrate the sacrament of confirmation. <laughs> nice way to bring that back. Boom. So what does it mean? What does it mean for a human in 2023 and we have access to be entertained and view millions of movies, millions of books, all going through this pattern. What does it mean that the ultimate hero's journey was Jesus's life yeah. and that it follows this pattern? That's interesting. Right. Because Jesus was first. Because this the, the story of our redemption predates and now forms and informs every story we have to tell. I mean, every story we're telling is in some way a retelling of the greatest story ever told. That was the movie. Remember that back when we were kids? I mean, it, it predates even you and I. Uh, but remember that movie, The Greatest Story Ever Told? It was about the nativity, yeah. you know, and the birth of Jesus, right? Yeah. So a a everything else, everything else is a representation. All the movies we love, all the the books we read, all of the 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 the, the drama that we that we've developed over the centuries, all of it contains a a fraction of the greatest love story ever told, the greatest hero's journey ever told. And again, the reason we love them so much, the reason that all those people paid all that money to go see Top Gun Maverick is because it resonates in us, because it's universal. But it starts with the universal man. Isn't that what Chesterton called Jesus? Didn't, oh no, he called him the everlasting man, I think. But anyways, so it resonates inside of us. And so we all have a hero's journey and our boon, the boon that we're looking for is the peace of Christ and the love of God. And then I want to throw out another boon that we're looking for. The boon is, is the peace of Christ. Here's my favorite definition of peace. You may have heard me say this before. I've said it before. This comes from a book called, uh, um, oh, now I can't remember. 
It's written by Tony Hendra, um, who's the guy from This Is Spinal Tap. Father Joe, that's the name of the book. Father, Father Joe. Father Joe says this to Tony Hendra. Here's his definition of peace. I love it. Peace is the certainty that we are never alone. I'm peace, writing that down. Yeah. Peace is the certainty that we are never alone. That's the ultimate boon. And that certainty is promised to us in heaven. That makes the journey of life a hero's journey. But we're also looking whoa, whoa, whoa. for... Explain that. So the, this peace, the certainty that we are never alone is the promise of heaven. Total communion with God for all eternity. We will never be alone in heaven. We will never Can have we get any. there? Can we get there without abysses and trials? No. Jesus makes it very clear. That impossible? Have, it, absolutely, it's impossible. So there's not like some lucky people who are going to be no. able to do that? No. So it's no. a prereq. The abysses are a prereq. Yes. The, the, the road of trials, the abyss, and, and the metamorphosis, all three have well, that, to go together. That definitely makes them more tolerable. Yeah. I'll definitely, it, it, stop, I'll definitely stop complaining about mine. Right. And if you knew that there was the boon on the other side of the abyss and the metamorphosis, plus you had a guide to walk with you, you would feel more confident seeking after peace and love and joy than you would if you were just trying to figure it out by yourself. We don't have to figure it out by You'd ourselves. You'd also be more willing to put it on the line. Right. You You'd would probably be... stop pulling your punches. Right. And you would be all in. You know, think about this too. Uh, I, I, I mean, so not, not only is this like, the promise of, of, of heaven, this peace, this certainty that we're never going to be alone for all eternity, but it's also the call of like vocations, like for married people and consecrated religious like myself, or even single people, we're all looking for true and unflappable love and in our spouse in 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 good friends but their mar marriages go through trials no oh wait you, oh geez did i did i did i spill the beans did i did i let the cat out of the bag wait marriage is <laughs> marriage is nothing but straight line success right right and so you know so if you have it's just another way to think about it, you know, another way to think about it, you know, marriages are like this, even, you know, um, I've had my fair share of, of, of missteps and setbacks and challenges in 13 years of priesthood. It's not all been, you know, um, it's not all been, you know, uh, uh, uh heavenly. And so we have to go through these things, but what better way to go through it than walking the way of the gospel with Jesus Christ and the saints as our guides while we walk our vocations looking and 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 searching for and cultivating love and peace and joy and hope those, those are all boons. Anything that brings us closer to the, to the Father through the Son is the boon we're looking for. And anything else that is, that is opposed to that are the Smeagles in our life. Well, that's, the question, that's the question that just came up in my mind. Yeah. It's like running into the abyss seems to be the way... To live the happiest life or the uh, most fulfilling yes. life. Yes. And we, you know, we talked about it. We're born with an innate desire for God. True. And an innate desire to be a hero. True. But we're also <laughs> have this innate desire for comfort. Yep. Yep.
you know, they prepared- desire to, uh, I just want to be left alone. Well, here, let's let's stop beating around the bush. We also have the innate desire to overdo our appetites, eat too much, drink too much, talk too much, shop too much. Right. We 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 have that that brokenness that can we call it concupiscence, the tendency to sin. Okay, we have that that's the smeagle in our life. And we have to contend with that, too. And he is going to want our concupiscence, the evil one, the temptation to sin. I hope I'm not the only one out there who struggles with temptation to sin, because that would be awkward. Um, we all <laughs> show. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for laughing at that. Right. So we so that that that's the Smeagol in our life. Right. And so as if life didn't have enough trials. From without. We also have to be very aware of the trials that come from within. The evil one who works through concupiscence, again, this tendency to sin, that he's, boy, if 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 the abysses of life, like sickness or unemployment, the loss of a job, a sick child, the death of a loved one, if that's not abyss enough for us, we also need to be aware of our own tendency to manufacture sin addiction gossip um overindulging in the appetites um uh being uh doing something uh sneaky or illegal at work right to get a leg up or cheat a client or something like that so life's yeah. hard enough. Life's going to come at you no matter what. Then you got all this interior stuff coming at you as well. Exactly. That that the evil one cultivates inside of us. And so, so why don't we just you know, roll up and quit? <laughs> like, uh, well, well, listen. I'm going to sit listen. in the fetal position to just quit. Right. Well, you could do that. You could do that. But the fact is, and here's the here's the good news. All of that has been conquered so long as we cooperate with the work of Jesus Christ in our life. Peter Kreeft puts it this way. We are natural. Peter Kreeft, uh, friends, is uh, he, te- well, I don't know if he teaches. His books still. are awesome, by the yeah, way. His, yeah, yeah, his, his books Boston. are awesome. Ton, ton of books out there, guys. Ton of books. Peter Kreeft, he taught at Boston College. I think he's done teaching now, and he's just writing. But he says this in a book of his like, that, that I'm in the middle of. He says, our default position as human, as broken humans, is to sin. We have to choose to do good. We have to choose to left to our own devices. Our default position would be to listen to our lesser angels. But Peter Kreef goes on to say, because of what Jesus did by conquering the abyss and by bringing back the boon, if we live like he lived and if we do what he tells us to do, then we won't have to curl up into the fetal position. In other words, we don't have to live as slaves. So we that's your have... option to live curled up. <laughs> yeah, let's, yeah, let's boil it down. Yeah. Yeah. Or a hero. Yeah. And everybody wants to be a hero, but yeah, it's going to suck a little bit. Yeah. Absolutely. So, I mean, th- those are your choices. Those are, th- th- those are, well, I shouldn't say your, those are our choices. Our, that, that's a great way to put it. Yeah. And, and, and let me just add another one in there too. You could either curl up in the fetal position and white knuckle it and wait for it all to be over. That's what we talked about last time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or, or you can sow discontent and cynicism and nobody would want to be around you. Or. And that's a much could, easier option. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Or you could be a hero. Or you could be a hero. You we could radically configure our life to the way of the gospel. We could we could schlep off all of the things that culture and and entertainment and consumerism 
and news media and social media and all and all of that junk we could schlep all of that off we could cast all of that aside and receive the call to adventure to follow Jesus to strive for moral excellence to sanctify our families and our world so as to receive the ultimate boon that Jesus is literally dying to give us. The choice is ours. So it's if always... when you started listening to this podcast and you were wondering like, why are we talking about the hero's journey? What's that have to do about Catholicism? You just put a nice bow on that, Father Craig. That was awesome. Thank you. Yeah. This is the, this is the call to adventure, my friends. And we all got it. Whether we're a teenager or you're still, you're in college and you're trying to figure it out. If you're married, if you're single, if you're a widower, a widow or a widower, if you're a priest, young, old man, woman, we're all called to the hero's journey. We're called to follow our spiritual master, Jesus Christ, to walk the way of the gospel, to take on with courage and competence and confidence the trials that come with life, to stand up straight with our shoulders back when we undergo an abyss and to receive the metamorphosis and to have an open heart to receive the boon when the father finally calls us home. But you don't have to wait till then. We can receive that every day. We can receive that when we go to the Eucharistic assembly on Sunday to receive the Eucharist. That's the great boon that the father gives us every time we celebrate the Eucharist. He gives us his very son in his body and blood, soul and divinity in the Eucharist. And that makes the road of trials and the abyss tolerable. And it gives us the strength to walk through them. You think there's you think there's anybody alive who doesn't have that urge to be a hero? Like if you're a parent, you don't have a choice. Right. In my opinion. Yeah. And like I, you always every dad wants to be a hero to his kid. Yeah. Right. So like, but do you, you think everybody has this urge? Absolutely. Absolutely. I do. I think it just gets covered over, you know, it gets covered over by fear, doubt, skepticism. Well, gets, then people can make fun of you if you want to be a hero. Ex exactly. Yeah. Exactly. But even though that same person making fun of people for wanting to be heroes probably has watched wants to do it. Well, I was watching 10 Marvel movies. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Right. And, and so that that's where cynicism breaks in. And, 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 and we do this in weird ways, right? We say things like, well, it is what it is. Or what are you going to do? Well, it doesn't have to be what it is. If it's broken, it doesn't have to stay broken. That, that's the point of that story about the grandfather with the son's, his grandson's toy, right? And so we all have to hear the call to adventure. And we have to assume for a moment that we have to suspend our own disbelief in ourselves. Well, there's no way he's calling me. I'm, or, or I'm fine the way I am. No, I mean, you are, you're loved. God loves you as a beloved son and daughter. But you might not be good. You might actually have the potential to be better. What do you have to lose? So, um, my brother-in-law, Ryan Campbell, you know why he says yeah. he loves your homilies? 
Yeah. <laughs> he says you're like a high school football coach. Like he wants and yeah. you guys, if you don't know Ryan around the uh uh parish, or maybe we got people listening not outside the parish. Ryan's a yeah. big guy. Yeah. Like Ryan, Ryan could be a left tackle in the NFL. <laughs> For so, sure. So he's like, he listens to your homilies and he wants to like charge out of the church. And I'm just yeah. having a mental image of him like blasting through the doors at yeah. church right now. Did we give up when the Nazis bird uh, bombed Pearl Harbor? Remember right. that from Animal House? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Right. I, I'm bringing that up because you just did it again. That was awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Like that, that got me pretty fired up. Yeah. Amen, brother. Yeah. And then I mean, that's. We got work to do, you know, our families, they need heroes. Our church needs heroes. Our world needs heroes. And And I know where to find them. I think for most 14 to 19 year olds, I, I hope, I believe God's whispering to them. I think they're getting inklings of where their hero's journey begins. Yeah. That's part of the fun of being young. Right. Right. And to have parents who are dialed into that, who can affirm their children's call to adventure and their call to be heroes. We can affirm them academically and we can affirm them, um, you know, athletically and, 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 and all of their other passions. We can affirm that and we can celebrate that. But we could also get better at affirming their call from God to be holy and to be disciples. Or letting them know they're, if they're wondering, if they're trying to figure it out, there's a place where they can hear that call. Exactly. Exactly. And they're not, and and listen, they're not going to hear it on Instagram or TikTok or Snapchat or any of those other places. Right. But they're going to, you know, they're not going to church on Sunday. So grandma, isn't disappointed right like right. they can show up and hear that call to adventure hear that hero's journey that's a great point right and 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 listen you know and and i've i well i don't know if i've said this in, and if uh, you are listening and you do have kids and you do uh i'd love i would love to hear some feedback if this gets into the ears of some uh teenagers their thoughts yeah, absolutely. And listen, you know, I, and I don't know, I, I don't know if I've said this at Mary Queen of Peace. I said this at another, um, I put this in a bulletin article once at, at, at a previous assignment. I said, uh, it, it, it came up about teenagers, kids that were showing up to church in um, their soccer uniforms and their soccer cleats and, 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 you know, showing up in their pajama bottoms. And I wrote to the entire community. I would rather have those kids coming in with mud all over their soccer cleats. I would rather have bored, disinterested teenagers in church than not. Because if they're there, then they are open to the movement of the spirit. They might just hear something that moves them. But if they're not there, they're not going to hear it. Yeah, and maybe they'll be moved to at least put on a pair of jeans and get those pajama bottoms. Exactly. Oh. Yeah, you know, baby steps, baby steps, <laughs> you know. Well, Father Craig, I uh, I think we're going to have to do a follow-on episode for of the Hero's Journey. Yeah, yeah. But we I think this is a good intro. About. Yeah, I think so. I think so, yeah. We, we, we have a lot more to talk about, and, you know, maybe we could spend a little bit of time friends talking about what metamorphosis looks like, right? What is that metamorphosis? What is that change that is required to get the boon? Maybe we could talk about that next time. So we'll talk. Yeah. Let's do a follow on for hero's journey and about that, about that metamorphosis. Um, Good. Good. Anything going on around the parish that you want the community to know about? Uh, well, you know, friends, we're uh, we're getting real close here to um, to Lent uh, now. Just uh, three and a half weeks away. Ash Wednesday is on February twenty second. Um, I want to put out an invitation uh, to the men of the parish um, to join our uh, Exodus ninety uh, small group for Lent. 
uh, let me know if you uh, if you if you're interested in that. Likewise, I want to invite the women of the parish to a Lenten day of reflection, which is uh, on uh, Saturday, February twenty fifth. Uh, there'll be more information uh, about all of that. So just all of these opportunities to uh, dial in deeper into uh, what God is wanting to do in our life. Uh, so just keep an eye on that. And uh, in the meantime, let's just continue to pray for each other and uh, work to sanctify the world around us. And I will do the info evangelizing. If you like this podcast or get any value out of this podcast, please share this with your friends and family. Please like and subscribe on podcasts. And uh, it helps the uh, iTunes algorithm if you leave comments. So please do that. Uh, you want to you want to end it out with a prayer, Father Greg? Yeah, let's do that, Jimmy. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, Amen. Good and gracious God, we thank you for this gift of time and reflection together. So in us a word that will move us. May Jesus Christ continue to walk with us as we follow Him. Please strengthen our communion with him and with the church and with one another. Thanks for this time. You are the source of every good gift. We hope to live lives of constant gratitude and share the gifts we have received with those around us. And we make these prayers through Christ our Lord. Amen. Mary, Queen of Peace, pray for pray us. Pray for us. Well, thanks, Father Craig. See you on the next episode. Good stuff. Thanks, Jimmy. Take care, guys.